Well, here we are, man. We finally made it, actually. With all this coronavirus stuff going on, um, NFL passed the CBA vote, and at least we have one sport out of the five or six major sports um, that finally gives us some action. So baseball on halt, uh, basketball completely shut down, NHL shot down, Premier League, soccer leagues all across the world are shut down, but the biggest machine of them all, the NFL, keeps moving. Uh, they passed the CBA vote um, earlier this week, and um, it was a close call, right? I think the vote was like just a couple hundred here or there that made the difference. I think it was really yeah. funny that if you saw on Instagram, the people were betting on 2K, but like they just hit simulate on games, and people started betting on oh, yeah. four people got. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did see that. I thought that was hilarious, and I'm like, wow, that's what we're coming to now. Yeah, uh, it's actually pretty uh, funny. It's, it's yeah, no, so Rashi, came down. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, you're okay. right. It was uh, 1,019 to 959, so it was, it was pretty close. Right, it was pretty close. And what people are really pissed about, at least the players, was that apparently there was like 500-some uh, players that had an eligible vote that didn't vote at all. Um, so players, oh, wow. I guess mostly the players that voted no were really upset because even if the vote still ended up with the same result, we'll never know now because those 500 players or so, um, you know, decided to either be lazy or to abstain. And um, because the results ended up being so close, um, those 500, even if half of them voted, could have uh, completely swung it in the opposite direction. So, yeah, I mean, the fans awesome. were probably... Yeah, I was going to say, you're right, because they only needed about 60, 60, 70 votes to uh, make a swing the other way, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's, it's, fan. Like, it's shocking that you wouldn't vote on your own, like, destiny, which is ridiculous. But I guess, I don't know, maybe, maybe they couldn't drive there or something. I don't know. That's really weird to me. I didn't know that that many people didn't vote, especially, in, like, for a 10-year contract of your job. Right. Well, so most likely those 500 are like players that are, you know, not going to be in the NFL for 10 years, right? Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers, the um, Tom Brady's, the big name guys, they're going to make their vote count because they've been in the league for a while and they, I mean, this CPA probably impacts them a lot. But players that are, you know, fringe players, 53rd, 52nd guys on the roster um, are probably what make up the most of these uh, 500 players. And so for them, it doesn't really make a difference. They're probably already on their way out. They know they're not gonna get re-signed or, um, yeah. you know, for them, they don't really care. It's, um, they're not, they don't have that much of a say or that much of an impact um, in the league in the first place. But um, that struck yeah. me as pretty interesting. Um, but honestly, as a fan, I'm happy I got passed because today was crazy with all the, uh, the fact that the league was able to start, free agency was able to begin, none of the stuff that happened today would have happened if the vote ended up being no a few days ago. So uh, let's yeah. start off with the biggest news. Um, what was one of the first big trades that came through? Um, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Pete, you can tell us. <laughs> that was big time. Uh, my first yeah, reaction that was, was uh, I'm like, is there something wrong with him? Like, uh, <laughs> right. so what is Bill O'Brien, right? Like, what? Yeah, I'm like, uh, like DeAndre Hopkins is like obviously one of the best receivers in the league, um, and they traded him away for peanuts. Basically, it seemed like. Right. So there's either something wrong with the coach trading him, or something wrong with the player that nobody knows. But right. everyone is straight up shitting on Bill O'Brien for giving away one of the best receivers. I saw this tweet. Uh, 
It said the Texans started the day with no first round picks and one of the best receivers on the team. And the Texans ended the day right. with no first round picks and they lost the best receiver <laughs> in the league. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you scratch hilarious. your head how you could freaking lose one of the best receivers and still not at least get a first round pick out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. What, was, what were the details of the trade? Uh, it was what a second uh, David Johnson second round pick of 2020 second and the fourth uh, fourth round in 2021. Okay, yeah. I mean the second round solid, and I mean David Johnson was a good player not that long ago, right? Like I remember it was like maybe two or three years ago people were trying to draft him number one in fantasy. Um, so it's he not was, that long ago that he was good. Uh, yeah, no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you're right. Uh, then he obviously got uh, what he had his wrist injury. He didn't play the whole year. That was in the first game of the season, and ever since then, mm-hmm. um, he hasn't done anything, right? Like he he basically got moved to a backup position, um, and at that point, there was nothing. Like they even brought in what Kenyon Drake, who immediately made more impact than what he did. Um, so it, it's just mind blowing to me where. You got like DeAndre Hopkins versus a guy that ended up being a backup, and you're just trading him away for that in a second or fourth round pick. I would expect at least something yeah. more. They, they have uh, they have all the power to get it. You know, that's what I ex- at least thought. Yeah. Was it reported that uh, Hopkins was was Hopkins supposed to be on the market? Like, did they ever say anything? Because this was like out of the blue to me. Why would you give up the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the league, for? I would give up every running back the Redskins had and, like, right. the second with no problem just to get DeAndre Hopkins. Like, yeah. what the I don't, like, Yeah, I don't think there was anything out there until maybe more recently where they're, like, uh, maybe they're thinking about Hopkins, but it wasn't anything sure. And that was more, like, very recent, too. So, it, it definitely was a shot yeah. that came out of nowhere. So, I heard two reports uh, today. One was that Hopkins and Bill O'Brien had some, like, be for controversy towards the end of the year, and so they weren't on good mm-hmm. terms. Another report yeah. that I heard was that Hopkins wants a new restructured deal. Um, he's still locked into his deal, but he just wants more money, and apparently, I guess, maybe the Texans didn't want to pay it. I think he still has three mm-hmm. years remaining on his contract, but it sounds like Arizona is going to be open to giving him that money, and so one of those two reports may be true. Maybe, maybe neither of them are, but um, that's what I kept hearing today. But, yeah, that was definitely one of the biggest trades that went down. Um, there were other smaller trades that also went through, so right? He, we saw a so trade yeah. with uh, – No, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say the uh, trade that stuck out to me was um, Ravens, right? Ravens made a pair of trades in the last few days. Um, yeah. One of them, they got Calais Campbell with the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Yeah. Fourth, I think it was a fourth round of the game. Fourth or fifth rounder, right? I saw this random, I missed it when it actually came out, but it was like for nothing. It was literally for free. It, yeah. was, no, it was a yeah. fourth or fifth rounder that they got from the Vikings for a backup kicker that didn't do anything, that didn't even play because um, Justin Tucker got hurt for like a week or two. That's wild right. to me. Yeah, no, I think that's a pretty solid pickup for them. So they had, I think, two fourth rounders and they flipped both of those fourth rounders one for Marcus Peters, who they just re-signed to big money. That's a starting corner in the league. And one for Calais Campbell. Yeah. Now, Calais is obviously a lot older, um, but he still probably has, like, another year or two um, of good production left in him. So it's not a bad not a bad trade at all for the Ravens. 
Um, and they also in a, it was a fifth round pick. Okay, so that means that means both of them were fifth round picks. They they traded Marcus Peters for a fifth. Um, they traded fifth for Marcus Peters, and they traded a fifth away again for Calais Campbell. So that's pretty solid because fifth round picks are nine out of ten times not going to be anybody um, significant impact on your roster. So the fact that you were right. able to trade two fifth round picks and get two studs on your team, that's a win win right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm surprised that I'm surprised that like I'm not surprised the the Ravens are like this amazing organization because they make moves like this all the time happen. They don't they don't they hit more than they miss every single time. So I think their other yeah. moves that they made was even even better because Hayden Hurst. Well, I think it's actually better for I think it was a very equal trade because they traded away Hayden Hurst, their backup tight end, who was drafted the same year as Mark Andrews, just lost the job to foot injuries or lost shot on the depth chart because of foot injuries. And then he's gone for a second and a fifth. So they got a fifth again. Anyway, they'll probably go mm-hmm. get like Aaron Rodgers right. or something now. <laughs> yeah. That's how they no, I mean, They know what they're freaking doing, man. They're like, it upsets me because Ravens are so close to our team here in D.C. And it's like night and day how, uh, how bad one is at managing an NFL roster and how great one is. And, um, yeah, the Ravens, yeah, that was the one Ravens thing. are just doing all the right moves, you know. They're, uh, they're yeah. picking up, they're adding. They were already pretty good to look, you know, look at already, and now it's, it's <laughs> the skins are screwed, man. <laughs> yeah, the skins are doing good. So now the Ravens, yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful that he's going to turn it around. We'll get to what the Redskins did today, um, but it wasn't much compared to some of these other teams. But um, the Ravens, so – People are going to forget this. I, I agree. I think the trade is good, especially because they have Mark Andrews who blew up this past year. They don't need Hayden Hurst, but he was a first-round pick. So as great as the move as it looks like, let's not forget that basically the Ravens, you know, drafted not a bust, but they drafted a guy that was a first-round pick, and they had to eventually sell him for a second. Um, so they they lost a little bit of value. So they traded down a little bit. Value. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're salvaging value, which is better than just holding on to him and it, because you drafted him in the first round. Um, so I think they're making the responsible decision. But at the end of the day, they did draft a guy with a first-round pick that now they're admitting maybe wasn't worth a first-round pick, but they're salvaging at least in getting back a second. I do want to say this before we jump on. Hayden Hurst is good. He's just been hurt. Like, the little bit that he's played in, like, trash and, like, garbage time, he's good. He runs good routes. He catches the ball. And, like, he just fell down the depth chart. And, like, to be honest, if I was Atlanta, I'd rather get Aiden Hurst for a second than, you know, what we're going to probably talk about soon is Austin Hooper getting the biggest contract of, of tight end history, which I think is ridiculous to a team, which yeah. we'll get to. I won't give you my opinion yet. But I think that's a better move, in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think so, too. Um Austin Hooper, I think, was the first piece to fall today, right? I think free agency started at noon today, and I, I think I recall him being the first name I saw come through um, signing with Cleveland, right? Yeah, it, that happened right after that um, that trade, that Texans and Arizona trade. Like, it was, like, uh, minutes apart. Like, it just depends which notification you got first, pretty much, because those are right. probably minutes to, like, maybe 30 minutes apart. So, yeah, I mean, Austin Hooper was the first domino, and now – that just set off everyone else to start tampering, legal tampering. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to love the term itself, legal tampering. 
watching, I mean, exactly. uh, watching yeah. ESPN today, and they're like, uh, "It sounds so wrong, but it's it's I don't know why they they use that term." <laughs> so the Browns are actually like super active. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So what, when does free agency actually start? Is later Thursday, this week? Wednesday, yeah, I think it's later this week. Okay. Yeah, so tomorrow, basically. So they get like a day head start. Um, but the Browns were the most active, right? Today they got Austin Hooper for that big contract. Um, they got an offensive mm-hmm. tackle, the Tennessee Titans uh, former lineman, and they signed him the big money. I forget what it was. Uh, Austin uh, Hooper? Three I year. find the numbers. Sorry, who? Conklin was three forty two, and I think Austin Hooper was also like four. Yeah, Austin four Hooper was forty four mil. Jeez, yeah. Four years, forty four so mil. Two big so signings. Mil. Yeah. So he's basically and making a mil see? more than what Jimmy Graham's uh, contract was the one that was the largest. Right, and so you saw who the third player was that they signed today, right? Case Keenum. Yeah. Mind-boggling, dude. I have three no idea years, what they're doing with that. Three years, 18 million. Three years, 18 million. Jeez. But yeah, the ex-Washington Redskins. Yeah, Mayfield's still going to be the starter, though. Yeah, which makes you wonder, why the hell are you paying a backup that much money? Um, but honestly, so it's Case Keenum. I was already, yeah, like Case Keenum, I'm like, okay, um, he, Okay, let's be honest. He started on the skins. I mean, because you guys didn't really have a choice. <laughs> you had Dwayne Haskins right. and you had Colt McCoy, so he had his, you know, he's had his time. But at the end of the day, I, don't, I have no idea why they think he's worth eighteen million for three, especially three years. Um, but it, it kind of just shows you what they've been doing all day, right? So they they paid the forty-four million for Austin Hooper, and last year, I mean, he had good numbers, but nothing like insane. It was. 75 receptions, no. 780 yards, six touchdowns, which is not terrible. But then he also got hurt, right? Right. Yeah. He's he's so never like, been anything special his whole career. I don't understand. He, like, keeps right. clinging on. And, like, honestly, props to him. Like, he's going to make a killing by the <laughs> end of his career when you add up all the money he's made. But he's just been an average guy his entire life. But it's impressive. Right. I admire that's, that's it. I'm an average true. guy. I that's hope I true. do half as good as him. That's think not he's true. Good? Case Keenum? No, no, no. At University of Houston was wild. All right. He was swinging like 70 yeah. touchdowns, not 70, but he was. And that's he would swing it. Yeah, he would swing it. No, no, no. So right, we're right. talking about Austin Hooper. You're talking about Case Keenum. <laughs> oh, am I mixing it up? My bad. I was talking about Case Keenum. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I thought we. Okay. Maybe we switched over at the last second. But yeah, dude. Yeah, he's always been a gunslinger, but. I don't know. Man. It's still not worth the three mil, three or eighteen million. <laughs> no, he's definitely yeah, not where, worth that money, dude. What do the Browns like the number of what the salary cap is this year? That's what it felt like. Like, you have, how are you going to pay everyone? And like, are you just trying to make a run while Baker is still cheap? Is that that's that's all you can do? But like, what run are you making? You didn't make the when you're supposed to be the best team in the in the in the not the country in in the in the league. What happened? So, eh, I'm over them. They're doing the yeah, pay now, know. worry later methods. <laughs> they might be. But also, like, I feel like this move speaks the opposite, right? Like, when you sign a quarterback for that much money, you're not telling me you're trying to give Case uh, Baker weapons. You're actually telling me that you might not have as much trust in Baker to get you there, right? Like, you're signing this guy to this much money as a quarterback, 
it's almost like a plan B in case Baker flops. You don't want your season to go to waste, and you're you're hoping this guy may be able to salvage your year um, in case Mayfield isn't the guy that you're hoping he is. This actually tells me the so opposite. What I think that it is, so what I think it is is because their like quarterback coach or their offensive coordinator, he's from he put he has coached Case before, right? So maybe right, it's to right. get Baker acclimated to the playbook and so what to look for in that in that system. And that might just be it. And that might hold value to like his like Baker's progression. You spent you spent the first overall pick. Let's get you a guy. We'll overpay to get you the guy so that you can maybe learn from him because in the quarterback room. Maybe, man. But I mean eighteen million dollars. I'm looking at it right yeah. now. Yeah, that's an expensive okay. teacher. It's ten million guaranteed. It's not even <laughs> like it's a it's yeah. um, a contract that you can easily get out of. Ten million of that eighteen is guaranteed. That's an expensive teacher. Um, I get it, I, and I think a lot of teams do do that. They want that kind of veteran that's familiar with the playbook to help a young guy. But geez, I yeah. we had Case Keenum last year, and I could have told them don't do that. Um, <laughs> but hey, good for them, I guess. Yeah. Um, what, what what were some other big signings that stuck out today? And Byron Jones, uh, the Dolphins, so highest paid corner in the league. So you got yeah, like to be roughly 17 mil per season, um, probably 57 million guaranteed, uh, five years, 82, 83 million. I love it, man. So now I... they have the two highest paid corners in the league. They're paying him 17 million. Oh, and they had Howard, that was about 15 million as well. But, uh, you know what the crazy thing is, right? Like, you know, Byron Jones in, in his five years since 2015, he's only had two interceptions. Damn, I didn't know that. That's insane. Yeah. That's, that's not so good numbers five at all. Years, yeah, five years. But, like, he can run with all the best receivers, but in, in those five years he's only had two straight-up interceptions. So it's, it's kind of shocking to see that and get yeah. the highest-paid corner. <laughs> yeah. Any other guy, and I'd agree with you, like those numbers suck, but I've seen Byron Jones, the fact that he's in the NFC East, he plays against the Redskins, he plays against our rivals. Yeah. Um, I've watched him. And like you said, he can run with the best of them. He's got length. He's got the speed. Uh, he can play inside. He can play outside. He played safety for a while. Uh, he played safety for the yeah, Cowboys they, when they safety. didn't have – Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know better than anybody. Back. Yeah, they moved him back, and that's when he flourished, and, you know, he put up – Pretty decent, you know, deflections run with all the best players. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, everyone, like, wants you to, you know, defend, but, like, you're looking for interceptions, too. You know, you want those turnovers. Yeah. He's a stud, dude. I would have paid him the exact money he's earning right now that um, Dolphins paid him if he would have came to Washington. Um, he's still young. He's in his prime. And he's one of the top uh, cornerbacks in the, in the league right now. So what, what, how many years did you say his contract was for? They're going to roughly give him uh, five years, about 82, 83 mil, uh, whatever gets him to 17 million a year. So he's 27. Wow. So if it's a five-year deal, yeah, this is basically the contract that will take him past his prime. So when it's done, he won't get this kind yeah. of money again. So, yeah, he, he maxed yeah. out, that, which is exactly what you want to do with Yeah, absolutely. Player. He'll get about 57 million guaranteed. So, I mean, absolutely, he's, he's getting what he needed. Yeah. Why would the Dolphins a, make this move? Like I, I'm like, it's a lot of cap to spend, and if you're imagining you're gonna go after Tua, right? 
why not spend this money on receivers and talent for him? I'm con- I I know why you take it if you're if you're Byron Jones. That's that's a great deal. I'm not like players got to go get their money. I don't know why the Dolphins make that move. You have so much capital too in the draft. Like spend the next couple of years doing that and having that cap. So when if Tua is the man, you can pay him and you can get him some weapons. I I just I don't know. It was it was a it was a shocking signing to me. I didn't think I thought he was going to. Um, I thought Philly was going to make money, make moves, and get cap. So you know he gets make the run, and they can be like, okay, we'll pay you like three million dollars less, but we're going to make a run for the playoffs and sell him a dream, you know. But so I was shocked. Yeah. Well, it kind of makes sense to me if they think they're going to be good, right? Because if they do get um, Tua this year in the draft at number five, um, they're going to need defense, right? Like Arizona Cardinals got Kyle Murray, and the reason that they weren't good is not necessarily because of offense. Like Kenyon Drake was killing it. Christian Kirk was doing Mm -hmm. well. Larry Fitzgerald for the AG is at was still productive, but their defense wasn't that great. And so I guess the Dolphins are saying, hey, when we draft Tua, we're going to have four years rookie contract, a fifth-year option. We're signing Byron Jones to a five-year deal. We're going to have both of these guys, offense and defense, for the next five years. If we're going to make a run, we're going to need defenders just as much as offense. Um, it kind of makes sense to me, but it's assuming Dolphins think they're going to be good with Tua, and they might be. Um, they they signed Devontae Parker during the season last year to a contract extension. So there's your receiver yeah. who's locked up. I don't know who the receiver is opposite him. I don't think it's anybody crazy good. Um, and then their running backs are not that great, right? They got rid of uh, Kenyon Drake and – they really need a quarterback. I mean, they need a lot. They're not – obviously, they're one of the worst teams in the league for a reason. They were the worst team for a while until they just started winning some meaningless games and Cincinnati and Washington and a couple others snuck underneath them. Um, but yeah, I, I think it makes sure. sense. I'm just happy Byron Jones didn't go to Philadelphia <laughs> like you mentioned because for the longest time they were yeah. um, the team that had the most buzz to get him. They're just in yeah. that win-now mode, you know, like you said, like – You'll see some interesting things go like this, where teams are ready to ready to win right away, and they they oh. make these deals. It happens. Maybe they think Tom Brady is out of here, and the the division is up for grabs. Right. They might, which is another topic, because Tom Brady didn't land anywhere today, and his actually his prospects got limited, right? Because uh, there was buzz that he may go to. Um, who resigned their quarterback? Oh, Tennessee, right? Oh, damn, Tannehill. Yeah. Yeah. Tannehill. <laughs> that was a huge mistake. That was so stupid. Dude, that was a huge mistake. Yeah, and people were salty, and I, I actually like that because they franchise tagged the running back, Derrick Henry, who was like, had the best season, and they gave this huge contract to Ryan Tannehill when they probably should have done the, the opposite. The guy that they just came in. Henry. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. They screwed it up. But it shows you how valuable quarterbacks are. And if you even think for a second that you may have a guy, teams will throw the bank at him to lock him up because you can't win in this league without a quarterback. Um, You can win without a running back. You can win without a lot of positions. But quarterback you need. But I think they fucked it up. I don't think think Tannehill's the guy. And now they're (laughs) locked in. They're handcuffed to him. What was his deal? It was like stupid money, right? Four years. It was four years, 118 mil. Uh, I think 62 is like fully guaranteed. Um, yeah, yeah it's like it, it comes out to something insane. It's just mind blowing. Like, uh, 
wondering kind of what the hell is going on with all these deals that are being made right now. Like, <laughs> clearly yeah. there's something going on after this new uh, agreement, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the cap went up, right? It was 187, 188 last year. It's now at 198. So there's a little bit more wiggle room. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's the fear of not having a quarterback, right? There's only been a few teams to ever go all the way with someone shitty at the quarterback position. More times than not, you need a guy. And so, yeah, they got either scared or cold so the at the idea of... So, so the Titans want to be another team that goes to the Super Bowl with someone shitty. And they want to have a long time to make that, to make that happen. That's why they refined them. They want to be in that class, shitty quarterback winners. <laughs> right. That, that's what they're trying to accomplish. Dude, I, I, I'm surprised they did that. Um, but, you know, screw them. I, I don't care. They're not my team. I'm glad the Redskins didn't do that for once. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, we forgot one trade, the, the Indiana, um, the Colts trade, the Colts and 49ers trade, which I think is a good trade for both teams. Like, I think it was a very even trade, which um, DeForest Buckner going to Indianapolis for the 13th overall pick. Because San Francisco couldn't pay him because he he did sign the extension when he got there. And San Francisco needs a wide receiver, and they can get a wide receiver. very A good wide receiver with that pick, in my opinion. Which I think it just worked out for both teams. One team needs defense, the other team just needs a pick. And cap relief at that point. So, for me, I think it's yeah. a very, very good trade for both parties. Yeah, I think it's rare for, like you said, for a trade to actually benefit what both sides. Usually, uh, as soon as a trade happens, one side looks like a winner, the other side looks like an idiot, uh, similar to the Texans trade that we were talking about with Arizona. But, yeah, I agree. I think this trade actually helps both teams. And, like, it's not like a shitty first-round pick either, right? Like, the first-round pick that the Colts gave to the yeah. 49ers is the 13th overall pick. So whether it's receiver so have, or whatever else the 49ers want to get, they're going to get a stud. But they also have the 31st pick as well, so this really helps them out. Yeah, dude. You got a package Joe's package ah, sorry, package those, move up, get Judy. You think so? The thing is there's so many good uh-huh. receivers. They don't need to unless they like love Judy, yeah. you can still get a stud receiver at thirteen. I only say that because if Philip Rivers actually ends up there, you have limited time. So let's get the one that like is already kind of ready for the NFL. If you're, if that's yeah. the move, that's like the rumor right now. So, you know, yeah, he has like three, four years left. I, I, and that's the rumor, right? So far, is that Philip Rivers? He hasn't signed anywhere yet, but they're saying as Indianapolis mm-hmm. is probably his likely go-to, which I would like to see him there. I wouldn't mind. I think that it's, it's either him, Tom Brady, and Jameis Winston. Once the first guy actually signs somewhere else, then you're going to see the dominoes collapse because. Yeah. And if Andy Dalton gets moved. So it's like a matter of like those dominoes falling before someone gets signed. Except for only two of the yeah. dominoes are what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. You yeah. do not want Jameis. Um, you don't want Jameis. Yeah. You do not want Jameis Winston. Um, and the crazy thing is they just re-signed. Wasn't it just last year? Like this time last year, they gave a contract extension to Jacoby Brissett. It was like a two-year $30 million extension, and after one yeah. year, they realized, oh, shit, this is not the guy. We need Tom Brady. We need Philip Rivers. We're even desperate enough to consider Jameis Winston. Um, yeah. So it shows you, like, <laughs> what like if, we were talking about earlier. Cutthroat. What if? 
What if Jacoby Brissett gets cut and Patriots pick him back up? Because that was a Bill Belichick pick. Um, yeah. And they run with him, and they got a free pick out of it. And then you know, yeah. like, you can have Tom Brady. Don't care. Yeah, um, that'd be interesting. I don't think – I don't think money. they want to let go of Tom Brady, but that would be pretty funny. Um, I don't know. My money is still that Tom Brady ends up with Patriots. Um, and now that his options are even more limited, Tennessee's out of the picture. It seems like uh, Philip Rivers is going to go to Indianapolis. It's literally just a few teams that Tom Brady could land with. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, I've been saying from day one that he's. I think he's going to end up signing with the Patriots, but – yeah, his limit his his options are getting limited by the day. So, and I've been saying since day one that he's not going to be in a New England uniform. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. It's going to be somewhere else. Let's see, man. I'm excited we'll to see. find out. I I can't I can't picture him anywhere else. But I'd love for him to leave because I hate New England. I hate him too, but I can't stop him from playing. Um, but as long as he starts right. playing for New England, I'll be happy. <laughs> Um, one quarterback, one quarterback I wanted to make sure we touched on was our old former Washington Redskins, Kirk Cousins. Um, he cashed out yeah. today as well and got a contract extension. Um, and I don't care about him, but one of his weapons is unhappy in in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and all the buzz is that he might come here. And I don't know how it happens, like financially, and I don't know how it happens trade wise. Um, but that's the rumor, right? Is that Washington is the only team I've heard that maybe he might end up on, or is it just because we're in this market we hear that? I think that it won't happen here. I think the Patriots can give them a better offer than we can. It would have to be one of those moves where Dan Snyder is like, I want Stephon Diggs here. And that's the only way I see it happening. Otherwise, I don't. I don't see it happening. I would actually love it. He's young. He's a good receiver. It will him and Scary Terry would. There's no reason then for Dwayne Haskins to suck. It's up to him right. to just suck then. So um, I can see it. I mean, you trade Trent Williams. Get like like we talked. I think J.K. talked about it last week um, about Trent. If we trade a Trent, get a second, move that second and whatever we get for um, for Stephon Diggs. And I'm I'm okay with that, to be honest. I'm okay with it. That's an expensive price tag. We trade Trent and we trade a second? No, we trade Trent away. We get a second for him. We move that second to get Diggs. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Vikings need offensive line help. They would they would probably want Trent just as much as a second. <laughs> um, that's, what I thought, that's what I thought last week, but they're actually very middle of the road. Um, Kirk Cousins actually had the most time in the pocket. Of any quarterback, they're not dead in the like water for a for an expensive um, offensive tackle. They've been okay. They've been very like they started off pretty bad, but they got better throughout the season. The whole offense got better. So okay. I I don't know if they need Trent, but I think you can move Trent for a second and a fourth, or a second and a fifth. You have to keep the fifth and the fourth, but then you got to move the second. For Stephon Diggs yeah. at that point. What do you think, Pete? You want to see him in the Redskins jersey? I was waiting for you guys to finish. I was like, as a fellow nfc I do not want this to go down at all. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I want Well, it. Dallas, may be, Dallas may be interested in him, right? Because you guys haven't re-signed Amari Cooper. Yeah, potentially. They, yeah. Right? Because uh, 
the fact that the CBA passed, one of the new rules was that each team only gets one tag. So you can't use yeah. both a um, franchise tag and the transition, right? You can only use one of the two. And so they had to use it on Dak. So they've already lost Byron Jones to Miami, we talked about. Amari Cooper was the right. other big free agent. And they either have to come to a deal with him or they're going to lose him. But maybe they trade for a dig. They could potentially trade. Um, I'm kind of hoping that they come to a deal. Like Amari Cooper stated, he wants to finish his career in, you know, at, with the Cowboys. Jerry Jones loves him. We've already seen what we've gotten from him. He's one of the elite receivers, you know, over the course of the year. Um, I, you know, it's working out good. I like the connection that they have. Uh, hopefully, it can come to a deal. But if not, yeah, of course, Stephon Diggs is the second best option. Yeah, I just remembered yeah. that Mike McCarthy slept over at, at what's his name's house. Jerry Jones' place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mari Cooper's going to have a sleepover and come in with a new deal tomorrow. <laughs> That's so weird, dude. Even, even, apparently that's what you got to do to sign the long-term deals, apparently. Sleep with the owner? So, (laughs) basically. That's so awkward. Weirdest weirdest thing I've ever heard. I I just don't (laughs) understand. Was he, was he like, my house is flooded, I need to stay over? He's just like, hey, man, stay up tonight playing cards and then come to a deal. Like, what the hell? Well, I bet I bet Jerry Jones's guest room is probably the nicest. It's probably better than Mike McCarthy's actual bedroom. So it's, <laughs> it's probably, probably not a. It's not a. Yeah, it's not a bad sleepover. I wouldn't imagine from an amenity standpoint. But yeah, the whole thing is weird. Um, but, Sorry, that, uh, was we're gonna be, see, that was Maybe we should give him the same go rock so you can get a better <laughs> better lighting. <laughs> yeah, we don't have much lighting. We don't need to see much in this bedroom. Don't worry about it. Um, so we're, we're flirting with, the, with talking about the Redskins. So now let's just get to it. They didn't do much today. Um, they actually lost players, right? So Eric Flowers, their offensive guard, he got plucked and signed with Miami. He was one of the big signings by Miami. Good. I think it was a – If you're getting to – It's good for the Redskins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's good for the Redskins. It really depends. Uh, he played really well last season. He was—he didn't look like he lost a beat. He—he uh, he showed up like like he did not on the Giants. So, I right, he was on the Giants beforehand, right? And uh-huh. I think he yeah. re—he re, re like vitalized his career, I think, a little bit with us. So I don't know if it was a good move for us, but I think for Miami, it's a great move. You're getting a young quarterback. Great move for them. No, yeah. And so, yeah, he was like a top 10 pick for the Giants in the first round um, out of University of Miami. I think he's a hurricane. And so he ended up being mm-hmm. a bust. They dropped him. Jaguars picked him up. They also tried to play him at tackle, which was his original position, also a bust. So, like, his chance for the Redskins last year was, like, his last probably attempt. Um, and they moved him to offensive guard, which was genius. Um, Bill Callahan, mm-hmm. probably the offensive line coach, yep. has – it deserves the, mo- the most credit for that. And, yeah, dude, he, like, had one-year deal, $4 million, make or break, basically. And he's learning an entirely new position, and he killed it. And now he hits the bank three years, $30 million. He gets to go back to Miami. Um, the reason it's good for the Redskins is twofold. One, they don't have that kind of money to be spending on an offensive guard, even though they need offensive guard. And we'll talk about who they actually signed, which is the only person they signed today was an offensive guard from the Falcons who sucks. He's like a 59 overall in Madden, 
and that's how I kind of base whether someone's touched or not. <laughs> but um, that that's one reason it's good they didn't sign him because his asking price was way too much. The second good reason it's good is because now they're going to get a comp pick, right, next year in the draft. They'll probably get, like, a third-round pick. It depends on, like, who they sign this offseason, but they could use a few more of those comp- compensatory picks. They got a fourth round this year for losing Jameson Crowder to the New York Jets. And um, that shit that shit makes a difference, dude. When you get these free draft picks um, in, in the next year's draft, you can continue to build your team. So I'm happy for Eric Flowers. I don't mind that we lost him because I didn't want to pay him that price. And I'm happy that we're going to get this compensatory pick back. Um, but the Dolphins made moves today. They had some big signings. Yeah, they, uh, they, I mean, they were they were just the most active team today. It just it's like notification after notification after notification. Like, damn, like who's left? Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, um, yeah, they were. Hot. I don't know if I agree. Still, I think Eric Flowers might have been with with Trent Williams leaving, and with Brendan Sheriff on a franchise tag, and hopefully get him a deal. And with Morgan Moses may get cut. I don't know how I feel about it, but I guess we'll see. Maybe they make another move or they can get Wes Martin going. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, so they they basically signed the guy that probably is going to take um, Flowers' spot. His name is Wes Schweitzer. I think he played mix yeah. of center and guard from for Atlanta, but, yeah, he sucks. And they, yeah. they paid him decent money, so he's probably going to start. But, yeah, it's they definitely regressed. Um, yeah, it was an exciting first day of uh, of signings, free agency, um, a few trades that popped up that we weren't expecting. Um, anything yep. big, any big signing or big trade that we're missing that popped off? We're still waiting, I guess, for a few of the bigger names to drop, Ooh, right? We I heard, wanted we to talk about Amari Cooper. I wanted to say Jimmy Jimmy Graham did get signed for a two two year sixty million with Chicago. Which also I just wanted to throw right. in there. They're getting linked to other quarterbacks now, meaning they're done with Mitch. It looks like they're done with Mitch because Teddy Bridgewater isn't linked to them. They talked about trading for Nick Foles. This Trubisky's right. love affair that date ended finally. I would take it either of those like quarterbacks it, yeah. over Trubisky. Like hands down, I'd take either one of them over him. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think either – I don't think any three of those options are great. Um, but, yeah, it seems like they're probably going to make a move to bring someone in to compete with him. Jimmy Graham's not bad. I actually was super excited when uh, the Packers picked him up because we were thinking you know, Jimmy Graham, Aaron Rodgers, that was going to be a great pairing, but it didn't work at all. And I think that's more Jimmy Graham than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah, there were flashes of it. it. You know, you have a game here and there. It wasn't, it wasn't what you would expect, but uh, – Maybe maybe a mix right. up with him if he's with like maybe Teddy Bridgewater or uh, you know Foles. He slings the ball a lot, so maybe. Yeah, I yeah. think we're probably seeing the last few years of Graham's career, which is crazy because it was like what like five or six years ago it was Rob and Jimmy, right? Like these two were the best tight yeah. ends in the league. Um, Tom Brady was slinging it to Rob Gronkowski every Sunday, and it seemed like two hours later Drew Brees was slinging it to Jimmy Graham, and. Um, Rob, for the most part, finished on top, uh, but Jimmy has just been regressing ever since he got traded away um, from New Orleans. He didn't play well in Seattle, and he still had a great quarterback in Russell Wilson. And, yeah, he didn't really play great with Aaron Rodgers. And, again, another great quarterback. 
So I don't know how he's going to do with Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles or whoever is going to be playing for Chicago, but he just he keeps downgrading quarterbacks and his performance keeps downgrading. So I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been on downward downgrade. slope. He's been on downward yeah, slope. And like you said, like if you can't do it with those two quarterbacks, it's not looking good for you for this third third round. Right. Um, let's pop off real quick. One free agent we're keeping our eye on that maybe we just want to see who ends up where, or maybe we want to see him end up on our team. Um, I've got one in mind already. If you guys have one, you can go ahead or I'll pop off mine. So you get a second. Go ahead. Pop it off. off. <laughs> that the, so guy, <laughs> the guy I'm thinking, <laughs> the guy I'm thinking of is obvious, right? Jadavion Clowney. Um, he's a free agent. Seattle traded for him knowing he only had one year left on his deal. And he may resign with Seattle, and so maybe then the trade ends up looking like a good, good move by them. They didn't have to give up much. I think it was like a third rounder. Um, but whatever team he goes on, he's going to be a force. He was in, he was a force on Seattle. Um, but for some reason, there's buzz that he may go to New York Giants, which I would hate to see. Um, obviously, being in the mm-hmm. NFC East, but um, I think he's a top target. Um, probably the number one free agent other than Byron Jones. Like, I'm, I guess naturally I always think defense, and I, I love defenders. And um, if I can get a pass rusher or a corner, that's what I want. And so Byron Jones is off the uh, table, and Jadavion Clowney is the next guy I'm just waiting, and he's going to cash out. He will get big money. Um, he may beat he may beat Byron Jones, right? Byron Jones was 80-some mil, and I think he got the biggest free agent contract thus far. And Clowney is probably going to up him. So that's one guy I got my eye on. Who have you guys been waiting to see where they land? I mean, we already went over mind Amari Cooper at the end of the day, right? Amari Cooper, Stefan Diggs, these guys, like, personally, we, we need to sign a receiver ASAP. Um, obviously, on the back end of that, we obviously lost Byron Jones, and we knew coming into it that we we're not going to be able to pay everybody. So the most intricate piece for, uh, for you know, the Cowboys right now is signing a receiver. So. Right. Sure. Well, you I will say I, I just want the first quarterback domino to fall because that's what's going to get me hyped yeah. about next season, seeing these guys in different uniforms. I, I think that's – I'm waiting for where Tom Brady signs because I want to be right and I want you guys to sit here while I just start dancing on camera because I was right. All of y'all judged me and my sports intellect. Yeah, I, I still doubt it. Actually, now that you mentioned it, I'm, this is just coming in right now. Um, it looks like Marcus Mariota is going to sign with the Raiders. Not that he's a huge domino, but um, there's yeah. one of your dominoes for a quarterback going somewhere. And it looks like Gruden hasn't really um, liked David Carr that much anyways. So um, that's one. Yeah, that's one domino. But, yeah, Tom Brady will be a big one. Um, but you guys heard the league is going to be delayed, right? So uh, with all this coronavirus stuff, obviously, NFL has been kind of hesitant to push back their schedule, but I think they just announced that um, they are going to delay some of this off-season activity stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sure. yeah, that that's going to be super interesting. Um, it sucks, but at the same time, we're about to get all sports back at the same time too. <laughs> I hope yeah. so, man. This is actually pretty unreal. Um, I was just thinking about this recently I don't think I obviously I've only been alive for 30 years but I haven't heard or seen anything like this in recent history you got to go way back to like Spanish flu and stuff like that um but yeah just pretty nuts that we're kind of living through this moment and 
yeah, it's real when your daily life is being impacted, and usually it doesn't. So that's how you know this is like serious. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it was the domino effect with uh, starting off in March Madness, and then NBA, and then you know it just went into everything after that. It just went downhill. Um, all college sports, everything. So. Yeah, no March yeah. Madness is no March Madness sucks. I I will say that. I that's like one of my favorite events of the year. So, not having that Cinderella story and stuff kind of sucks. That's my favorite it's event wild. that I host every year: the bracket pool, baby. That's yeah, right. True. Yeah. yeah. Now we're gonna have to wait a whole twelve months to do that, which is wild because they don't they would have canceled this kind of stuff because they make so much money off of it. So the fact that they're canceling oh, absolutely. It should tell us how serious this is because these guys are not willing to just give up money that easily. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, uh, it's guaranteed it's weird. It's, it's weird. I mean, I did, I did see this thing JK sent it to me. He was like, think about this. All the NBA players will have like two to three months to rest before the playoffs. It's going to be a That's crazy what? playoff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they'll be well rested, but they may be a little bit sloppy too. Like they haven't practiced in so long. That's fair. But yeah, the, the energy on those dunks. Energy on those yeah, dunks. Yeah, it'll be definitely crazy. be fun. Whatever yeah. it takes to get well, the Lakers ready to go. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Well, so that's what I was thinking, and we'll probably talk about this on another episode. But depending on when the season resumes. Maybe they say, hey, we just have to go with what the standings are today or wh- where we left off. We don't have time for a regular season. We got to jump right into the playoffs. And if that's the case, your Lakers are number one seed in the West, um, which yeah. uh, they had, they've been holding that spot down for a while. But I guess I've just always been nervous that uh, Clippers will make a run and they'll catch up. And maybe that last week they just uh, flip with the Lakers and take over the number one seed. But I guess we'll have to see how yeah. much time we actually lose because that may be the scenario. And it's crazy because right before all this stuff went down, the biggest talk were who's MVP, who's winning the MVP race, and who's the best team with right. the Lakers coming off of a Clippers-Bucks back-to-back win. So, And now everything shut down. <laughs> so I went from the high of yeah. the high to nothing. <laughs> I wanted to say one thing. Dude, yeah. um, I, I saw this funny thing on Twitter, and at first I thought it was real, but it wasn't. It was like, so there's a there's a clause in the NBA that if the season is canceled before April first, whoever has the best record going into that weekend is the is the champion. No takes you back to you. Like, damn, you almost had me. <laughs> oh damn. That well that would have given it to the Bucks, not the Lakers, right? They have the best record. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Was like, the last part, no takes you back to you. I'm like, you got me. You fucking got me. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, I mean, a lot oh. of people are losing money. Not the players necessarily, but, like, uh, we've been seeing, like, these players donating to, like, employees and staff um, that work the arenas that they play at. Um, so, J- J.J. Watt did who... it. Steph Curry yeah, JJ was Watt donating donated. for meals. Yeah. The first one was who? For someone, uh, Kevin Love, right? He was one Zion. of the very first ones to come out. Zion also, yeah, he followed and uh, donated yeah. as well. Um it's pretty commendable, um, the, the, I guess, the selflessness amongst these millionaires, um, which you would hope they would be because they're millionaires, but it's not like everyone's doing it. We're, we can only name like four or five people yeah, that are exactly. doing it. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Yep. Yep. 
well, yeah. if and the it, NFL season does take place, um, we kind of mentioned it briefly, some of the small changes that are going to happen with the franchise tag and the transition tag. Um, but there's actual physical changes happening to the season, right? If the NFL season yeah. actually goes forward. Yes, so sir. what yeah. are we going to be looking at differently? 17 games. Right, that was the big and, thing, right? And expanded playoffs. Expanded playoffs. Those are big ones. And guess what else we could see? Josh what? Gordon could play a full season and not get in trouble because <laughs> no more weed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Get that's right. Which is huge. <laughs> well, so, like, what happens to him? Because right now he's he's suspended, right? So does he get, like, I imagine, a pardon now and he gets to come back? I imagine he would go to arbitration and be like, it's not even a rule anymore. And it, and now because one of the parts of the CBA was that it's no longer going to be a, um, it's no longer, uh, what's his name, Goodell making the decisions that it's going to be a non-biased, like, party or whatever. I mean, I think he'll be back. Yeah, I hope so. Um, so this happens actually in the legal field all the time, right? Where there's like a law and someone is charged with a crime for breaking that law, they get convicted, they get sentenced to jail. And then for some reason, a month, a year, five years later, the law is revoked, right? And that person mm -hmm. who's in jail is then upset saying, well, then why am I still in jail if you've now overturned this law that I got charged for? Do you, either of you guys know what happens in that scenario? No. Is it effective as of uh, the date of when they committed crime and when the law was in what effect do you mean? or what? Yeah, basically that's it. You're, you still have to serve out your sentence or your punishment, whatever it is, because you broke a law that at that time was a law. So it doesn't matter if later on right. the laws change or anything. Yeah, exactly. So for some reason, I think, and we see the NFL trying to mimic law often throughout their rules and regulations, um, I think for some reason they'll maintain Josh Gordon's suspension. They may follow Gogia's uh, proposal, and I hope that's what they do. Um, but something tells me they may still enforce it because when Josh Gordon broke the rule, the rule was the rule. Um, so that'll be something interesting to see. But that is a huge change, the fact that they're not suspending for weed anymore. And actually, did you guys hear about Virginia this past week? Yeah, it's legal. No. It's not legal. They decriminalized it. Right. Decriminalized. Yeah. Subtle distinction, um, which is surprising because I thought Virginia was going to be the last state to do it. Um, Agreed. But yeah, Agreed. they came around. Um, I just want to make other point, big changes. One point, yeah. One point to Josh Gordon is it all will come down to. I pretty much. I feel like it's going to come down to if the NFLPA sticks up for him, right? If if they stick yeah. up for him. And they're like trying to protect their own, and this is the example they want to put forward. That would pressure the NFL to be like, "All right, fine," kind of thing. And yeah. you know, I think that must be thing. That's the only way. Um, the only other thing that I think that should be mentioned is the expanded playoffs. So we have 17 mm -hmm. game season, but then the expanded playoff it's seven teams instead of the six, and only one team in each conference gets a buy, and that will make it very interesting uh -huh. because now now you, you can get that seven seed and make a run. Like there's no more eight and eights, first of all. There's no it's either you sucked or you're slightly good um in, uh -huh. in the seventeen game format. But then in the extended extended um format, like 
who was it? Uh, who was it? Really middle of the road team that barely missed the playoffs this year. Man, that seems like such a long time ago. Yeah, it really does mm-hmm. feel like it. Um, but it's happened before. There's been like some nine or ten win teams that just missed the playoffs. Um, and like yeah. you feel like bad for them because like a nine or ten win game or season, especially a ten win season, is a solid season. They should be in it. But if you know if six teams have better records than you, then you're the odd man out. Yeah, I was just looking like this, the Rams were nine and seven. They might have made a run to make the last the last spot, and you don't know what right. happens in the playoffs. The Rams were a good defense and could have gotten it together on offense. Or like I was looking at the Steelers, also they missed the playoffs, right? And right. like the Steelers, like they found ways to win with nothing. You know what I mean? So you never yeah, know. Yeah, that's make right. A run. They went on a run. Yeah. yeah, and they did go on a run at the end of the year. That's right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's huge, it right? Changes all that. One more extra team, one extra team in the playoffs per conference, and they will play that two seed who normally had a bye week, but now only the first seed has a bye week. That two seed will play that new seventh team that enters into the playoffs. I think the big thing that this does with more games is that all the records now, like season records and playoff records, like are going to be broken. You have an extra game to play in both. That like. Mm-hmm. If you have like let's say like like a a play like a you could have another 500 yard passing day, you know that that's totally possible mm-hmm. in the NFL and break a record just because you're 500. You have one more 60 minute game to play. So I mean, there's some records right. that could be broken now. Um, yeah, for sure. And like that's happened though, right? Because uh, right now the 17 week regular season, 16 regular games with one bye week wasn't always the schedule. It used to be 14 games. Yeah regular season yeah. before they change it to this. And before that, it was probably a little bit less than 14. Um, so yeah, each time they change it, the records will get blown out and get um, exaggerated even bit more. And um, I guess that just comes with the evolution of the league. Um, but for sure, yeah, yeah, one extra game is gonna allow a lot of players to um, get more stats, accumulate more money. So I'm yep. happy with it. I'm fine with it. We were talking about how close the vote was. A lot of the um, key players in the league seem to be very vocal and adamant about wanting to veto it and get better um, terms for their side. But as a fan, we're, mm-hmm. we, I mean, look, just look at today. We enjoyed today. We loved seeing all the signings and the trades. So I'm happy to see it go through, especially, but um, I get why the players. I mean, I'm saying especially because like there hasn't been sports in so long that like today was just like, right. oh my God, did a kicker got signed? This is awesome. <laughs> you, you'll yeah. take anything. You, you're just like, whatever's happening, you just want to hear something different. Exactly. Yeah, it was fun, man. Anything and else? it doesn't look like we're going to have sports for a while. So the fact that we got this, at least for the time being, uh, held us over. Yeah. Um, anything else we got left for this week? I mean, we, we salivated as much as we could, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's going to be more trades just like in the next couple of uh, trade signings in the next couple of days. Maybe we do a bonus episode because we got this this new format that we can do. So, yeah, yeah, for quick. sure. Yeah, let's see what happens in the yeah. next seven days or so. I'm sure a lot more signings will happen, and Redskins will find a way to miss out on more opportunities. Or fuck something up big time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, as I call next, as you can see, we stayed at home. Y'all need to stay the fuck at home. Watch our YouTube videos. And, you know, stay safe out there. And I saw, I want to end it with this tweet that I found that I actually, like, I felt it, right? 
I was reading it was like, you know, this is the first time that sports have been canceled because of something. And like we use sports to kind of like get a distraction and like feel good when things get bad. So like this is when sports come back, appreciate them because they're like they've always like even like you know after 9/11 when we saw George Bush throw the first pitch in New York and stuff, and then New York went on a run like it it like it has a sense of healing. So I felt like I wanted to share that because that tweet just I felt like it resonated with me a lot. I think it resonated with people that watch sports. So. Let me let me share you one as well. Uh, this is actually wild. Okay. Um, 1918, Toronto Raptors won the Stanley Cup. I saw this. The next year. Yeah. Did you see this? Everybody see that? Yeah. So, <laughs> the next year, the Stanley Cup was canceled. Right. That was for the Spanish flu. 1993, Toronto Maple Leafs win the World Series. The next year, the World Series gets canceled because of a player strike. Last year, 2019, Toronto Raptors again for the third time win the World Series, or I'm sorry, not the, the, another Toronto team wins their championship, and now 2020 because of coronavirus, uh, the NBA Finals may get canceled. So that's just wow. Yo, Every time Kawhi, a okay. Toronto team wins <laughs> something, yeah, that's crazy, dude. Why is Thanos? A boom. Why is Thanos? It's, it's the Kawhi last ring <laughs> and shut everything down. Why is it Thanos? might be, dude. That's wild. Oh man! All right, awesome. Stay safe, everybody. Make sure you subscribe. Social distance. Social distance. Watch our episodes. Like, comment, and tell us what you think of these free agencies and what are you what are you doing these days? Because everyone's bored right now. So tell me what to do with these days I have off. Tell us what you're not here about. 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 About.